up, guys? We're back once again for another episode of the Second Life, a Joseph Kim podcast with yours truly as your host. It's been a, just a tremendous day. Had a great time just going after my purpose and really just kicking some butt. Took a cold shower before this. This time uh, I'm covering it up a little bit with the hat because uh, I like the fit. It says uncommon, and I believe that's the way we, we should be. So... Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys are enjoying the episodes. We've been talking about some really important topics. And again, this is rebounding from loss so that you can start living boldly. So that you're not held back from tradition or what was laid out by what society says. Because we're going through such tremendous, and I say incredible, times. With all the stuff that's happening, the changes, the cycles, the shakeups. There's so much going on in the world. So with with all that, there might be some, some challenges going on around the world. And my heart goes out to them. But I want to talk about more of an inner war that's happening amongst just related to, to me, which it would be the men. This is not going to be a call out against the women. Although there might be certain areas that I'm going to open up and, and really share insight. And the whole point of this particular episode is to address why there's a crisis today with men. And I'll kind of walk through a little bit of my journey as I was shifting from one way to the other and then just going back and forth. I believe that's the one thing you could do to really make some progress to make some change because yes you can you can think about making change for the world by hugging the the trees hugging the world trying to get as many people and help them as much as possible but but how can you help others when you're not helping yourself because you're pouring from the well from the water that's inside of you and if you're polluted and you're poisoned then you're going to be you're going to serve a purpose, but it's going to be the total opposite of restoring life or keeping life. You're actually going to be taking away life. So it's not selfish for you to take care of yourself. And so being here to share about the journey, you, you might hear about this journey towards a thing called masculinity, where it's, it's the man that seeks out his own journey to what a man should be, who a man should be, who are you? And so it, it's, you, you have different perspectives when it comes to what manhood's described as or what, what dating would be or what leadership is or we've heard of this blue pill and, and red pill, different things. So the misconception times says that manhood's all about being the the strongest and to to fight everybody and to be the this most macho person or the one that sleeps with as many girls as possible and runs off and is not responsible there's going to be some points to this and a, a real man's not the one that's like he-man or james bond there's an element to when when a man ends up finding someone or links up with someone who ends up becoming a wife or uh, something down the road that 
there are things to pay attention to. And so my, my journey to masculinity has been rather toxic. I don't know if all men could relate to this, but me growing up, I didn't have a complete family. I didn't have the, uh, the mother dynamic and the father dynamic. I only had the father dynamic because uh, I, I learned all along. My parents loved each other. They, were, they're, they can get back together. They love each other. It, it was just a wonderful experience when you saw them happy and they were becoming the people they needed to be. But then there were moments where it started causing these cracks and these chisels into each individual. And the relationship itself started affecting us as kids. I have an older brother, and he's, I'm sure, turning in. You probably um, heard me reference him back at the first episode. So we went through some turbulent times. Who hasn't? You know, just raise your hand if you did. So I was one of the kids that you can call us one of the latchkey kids, and we, we grew up in a home where dad is gone he's working he's not he didn't abandon us he just had to work he was an engineer working 90 100 hours a week and we we're called latchkey kids because we were given keys over our neck it says okay make sure you go to school get your stuff done go home get your butt home but do you think that really was something that we really did often no we broke curfew as much as possible we did so much to cause the trouble and cause a lot of stress with my father and so my father at one point broke down and he, he just couldn't take it anymore. And so that's where my heart goes out to those who grew up in single parent homes. And so you have one person trying to take care of like just rambunctious, crazy kids that are just running all over the place. But there was something good about that. And I, I learned later from my mother that she on purpose wanted to lose the custody battle because it's two boys that are trying to grow up to be men. So my mom actually really loved us and she still does to this day. She's still alive, breast cancer survivor since 2003. And it's just kicking butt in her own way. It's just a lot of family drama just uh, is not bringing them back together. So it's, it's pretty sad that you don't get to enjoy the whole family dynamic. So my mother did a great thing and left us, my brother and I, to my father, our father. And so we had a, a, a man figure to raise us. And if you're a, a, a man, a male, um, and you had the privilege of growing up with a, a single dad, then kudos to you. Because there's something about what's going on today with a lot of the kids growing up in single parent homes. And it seems like a lot of times you hear that with divorces and with breakups, it's usually the woman that initiates it. Seem like the guys don't sometimes don't care. I don't know. There, there's a lot of variables that might cause the uh, the issue. But then you you're left with seeing a mom trying to raise a bunch of boys to become men. The the whole thing is how can a woman be an example of masculine energy to the kids? It, it can cause a lot of confusion. So there is a crisis happening in. I wanted to have this conversation and, and record this and have at least some people tune in to listen to this. It, it's a it's a problem that we're facing because where where have it's it's I think Natalie Cole did a song called Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? But where have all the men gone? Where where are they at? So for my father to do the best he could, 
I grew up understanding about being tough, about excellence, about really just growing up and maturing. Because imagine just growing up in a, in a home where you're not around your parents a lot, but then you might be left with uh, other people um, to to take care of you. So you you get left with influence from different directions, and you that's how you learn. We didn't, when I was growing up, we didn't have social media. We didn't have, we didn't have really a lot of tools growing up as kids. We weren't told to read books on how to become a man. There's really not a manual that I got to read. There are books that I will refer to later down the road. So the road to being the man, being the, the one, being stuff buff daddy um, at five foot tall at, in his 20s, it kind of speed up there where dating was not something that I was very fond of. I wasn't very, I was been working on it. And to give you a heads up, it's still a work in progress. That's the, that's the crazy thing about your journey of becoming a man is that it, it's going to take time because I, I have a lot of scars that from relationships or from the examples I saw that really just uh, messed me up. I, because Men are visual creatures. We we like to look at stuff. Well, if we like what we see, we like it. It's not the feeling. That's why we get mistaken a lot that we don't have feelings or our feelings are like deeply embedded somewhere. It might be, but our priorities are different. So men and women are different. Just know that, obviously. And um, so what, what I was doing, I was just, I was so good at performing. I was so good at just getting great, just really good grades proving people wrong, competing against people. It, it was the nature of the man. It was that you want to get into a form of competition, something friendly. And so I competed through playing soccer. And, well, Asian Asian kids never make the basketball team in an all-white town. It was an all-white basketball team. I think we had one we had one black athlete. Great, uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. became a coach. And the rest of the white guys just didn't really amount to any kind of basketball accolades. But... Uh, as you can tell, our team didn't do really well because I ended up trying out. I was going crazy just uh, studying how to play defense. I just try to figure out little loopholes and ways to to um, to play defense because defense was fun for me. I didn't care about dribbling a basketball. My hands were too small. I didn't want to shoot the basketball. Again, my hands were too small. It's like taking um, my fingertips to try to shoot a bowling ball. That's how heavy it was for me. So I figured out ways to to perform very well in my work. But then when it, when it came to getting into a relationship, I, I did not know how to handle that. And the, the girls that I would, I would date would be, uh, by nature, women are more emotionally inclined than logically. So for us guys, we tend to be a little bit more logical. So I, I didn't know about listening to, to a girl if she's trying to just... Uh, tell about her problems and she just needed a listening ear. I didn't know that very well. Communication was something that I didn't need. I thought me keeping my head down and working quietly was communication at its best. Not necessarily. There's a, there's a huge segment of the population that um, thrive on communication. Actually, communication is very important in many ways. It could be uh, based on what you're showing for visuals and for auditories, what they listen to. And you also have one I didn't really learn as a kid, which was the kinesthetic, the feeling. 
I never got to really care about the feeling. Um, and so whenever a girl would come to football practice or they would be a cheerleader or whatever, and they would see like little me just running around like a little, uh, little bullet, just like shooting at people and just really, um, uh, targeting, um, uh, the quarterback and just getting the interceptions and scoring a touchdown and you get the attention of the girls. It was just great, but I never understood why I was getting the attention uh, of the girls because I was in high school. I was in college. I knew no better. I was a kid that had crazy hormones, was 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 horny as could be. I mean, it was, uh, I, I my testosterone was just, uh, I didn't know what to do with it. It's just like a superpower you, you were possessed with, you, you, you gained possession of. And it's just so, cra like, it's so much, it's too much. It's like all the superheroes that realize they have superpowers or the X-Men, uh, Professor Xavier's students. He had to start a school to uh, help us temper our testosterone. And so I'm going to make a reference, I believe, there. Again, I, I won't go into entire detail. I'm just going to give you a brief overview with some uh, important points as to what I was, uh, I've been noticing whenever I would go through my journey. And so I'm speeding up a little bit more. And I'm, I'm well into my late 20s and into my 30s. And so I got into a really good relationship. And some of them were really, really good. They were nice long-term relationships. I, uh, again, it was based on performance with the work and the fact that I was too tired to try to argue or express my emotions, which those aren't really good because if I had the energy then it would have been a different story. I don't think I would have kept the relationships long. But I, I started noticing something different about the uh, the relationships. They weren't lasting longer. I thought getting getting married, I, I knew couples that have been married for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And to not really see as much of that this time, I was like, okay, something happened along the way. And so not understanding how to communicate or falling into what I consider a trap of you need to open up more. You, you need to be more emotional. And uh, I, I learned this, but it took several relationships that ended because it seems well in the beginning when you can just cry out your problems and as a man, try to cry out your problems and not come to a solution, eventually the girl gets tired of it. I mean, think of any girl that can stand you just bitching and complaining every single day. Once is good enough, but if you're not willing to do anything about it, then they're going to just leave you. And so I'm starting to really just get a grasp, an early grasp about this. As I'm about to, well, I'm on the way to turning 38. And so to go into my 30s, I feel like I've started hitting my maturity in, in understanding about what, uh, who a man should be. I got away with my 20s and part of my 30s because I had either luck or I had uh, favor on my side. But I didn't really understand that men mature later than women. Women tend to mature very early, teenage years, 20s, and then they hit this sweet spot 
uh, to their late late twenties, and um, I, I've even heard that at, at points that women have like a, a time bomb that's going off or this timer that's going off if they're expecting to have kids or uh, the women tend to be more attractive early on. It's why you may see a lot of old to young where it's it's a young woman marrying an old man. The, the crisis that we're visiting that I, I didn't realize is that I got away with good good looks because that's that's what I thought that that men needed was to actually just look good and and, and be cocky and uh, drive the most expensive cars all those things I thought that's what impressed the girls but not necessarily it's, it's a word called confidence and uh, I've posted a video on Instagram a quick one about how confidence is the one one of the main traits that a woman appreciates and so the woman is attractive at a younger age. What do guys like to see first? What's their most important priority when they're looking for a partner? I'll let you guess. And if you guessed the looks, physical appearance, the face, the breasts, the booty, the legs, some of the main priority parts that a man looks at. Because we are attracted by what we see. We're visual. That's something we're not going to change. That's our nature. But I started learning that the women don't look at that for men. They don't look at a, a handsome man, which that could be a bonus, but it's not a priority. They, they don't look at uh, how big your, your, uh, your, your Johnson is down there, how, um, how beautiful your chest is, how... Um, how nice and round uh, your your butt is, and then how um, protruding your your calf muscles are. No, so so I heard this in regards to an example of a finish line, and so you want to pay attention to this: that women don't care about physical traits as much as if they're striving for excellence and they're succeeding in something that you don't i don't call them gold diggers for finding men who have money a really good woman wants most importantly and this is something that's important is that they want someone who's secure because they want that sense of security also the security isn't a form of finances a man that could take care of his money that has enough money and um the security and emotions Security in a spiritual life. Security mentally. There's so many different things that if, if a woman feels comfortable with you and then they're attracted to you physically, then you have a relationship. What I started running into uh, was, um, was being very likable. So I, I don't try to disrespect people. I just, I learned early on to be respectful to others, be kind to others. And I, I started catching a little flaw with that because yes, dating and the dynamics of relationships are still changing as we speak. And um, it, it's the emotion 
this emotional stability that you get from a guy. But I'm starting to sense the trap where there are girls that don't sense the attraction to you. And that they don't want, they're, they're, they're making up, sting, uh, they're, they would say things like, I need my space. I'm working on myself. Does that really mean they're really working on themselves? To me, it sounds like for, for the guy, there's no attraction there. No physical, no sexual attraction. There's really not much attraction. It's just that the guy makes her feel comfortable. But doesn't want to commit to a long-term relationship. That's a trap I got caught in. Because I was, I, was, I was asked a few times whenever a breakup would happen, or even from friends, uh, can we still be friends? This could actually be the separating point. I'd say no. Why do I say no? Because that's what I learned. I learned that you're, you're taking advantage of my emotional stability because you can't find it in somebody else but that you're not ready to settle down because you're there's a term and you can look it up i believe it's an old term called hypergamy meaning you're looking for the best you you look side to side but you look up inside the side you don't look down cuz you date up women tend to date up that's why you might hear a lot where are the men at there're no good guys out there so i started picking up on that that when you don't have any boundaries and uh, you, you really want to be with somebody, but they don't want to be, she doesn't want to be with you. Could it be because she's not attracted to you and that she might actually have other choices? You can't blame her for that. Because I think for, for every person, we want to be with somebody that's of high quality. But for men, our high quality is mostly looks. Do they have to have brains? Here's something that um, guys can agree with. We, we don't really care about, and this, and this is just take it with whatever I experience, is that men are not attracted to a woman's accolades. They're not attracted to a woman's career or that they bought their first home or that they did something that guys are looked at. Again, we're still in a traditional system but it's a little effed up, a lot of cracks in the in the foundation. We we don't we're not imp we are we respect the accomplishments, but that doesn't attract us to want to be in a relationship with you. Could it be an ego thing? I don't know. But I started picking up on things like that. So, and again, I I will move around a little bit because this is a a conversation that I want to continue having because this is the scratch of the surface as to why women could be struggling with why there are not much good men out there. You, you, might, you might also pick up on the fact that women may not be making more money in a title, like a position at a job, because there's still inequality with pay. But if you actually did the math and accounted for the women that actually are still working and are earning an income to the men the women are actually slightly higher. They're making slightly more as a collective group than men. It, it used to be the opposite. It used to be that the man was responsible for providing, protecting, and preaching all these things. 
but also to be emotionally stable. Stable, period. But more and more men are quitting jobs at an alarming rate. And I'm starting to hear it from a, a platform I love being on because you could actually voice your your value through Clubhouse. And I started hearing men, I don't know if I want to call them that, that decide to bleed out all their emotions and say, well, I still live at home. Or I just moved back with my mom. And nobody's really asking follow-up questions. How long do you plan to stay there? Do you have a plan to get out so that you can be on your own? Because I understand if you go through a financial challenge and maybe your business gets destroyed or you get laid off and you, you got blindsided and perhaps you didn't have a savings. Yeah, you can go back to your parents. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame involved in that. But it's when you actually decide to quit the job on your own men and you decide to stay home and do nothing, play video games, and you're not making money playing video games. What the hell are you doing? Also notice that, yes, even though women may, may be physically attracted to a man, um, and also depends on the dynamic too. There, there's these uh, time periods where the younger woman would be attracted to the possible older man and the younger and the older woman. Again, that, that dynamic is very, very uh, web-like. It can get confusing. But um, there has to be some kind of attraction, not because she, she can say, well, this is my sexy man. So the obesity rate, it, it's said to be at 44%, but I believe that's worldwide. But in America... The Western culture, it's about 75%. It's very scary. So we're, we're starting to see a drop in testosterone levels. So I'm, I'm getting a kit that's coming in the mail. And it, it came from Tony Robbins's multiple company, Life Force, where it's going to, it's blood work, where I could uh, learn about my metabolism rate, my metabolic rate, and also my uh, testosterone just to see if my testosterone has changed. Because I do have a report from about 15 years ago. I want to see if I'm where I was when I was 22. 37 minus 15, 22 years old. So we're starting to see a lot of lazy, fat, uh, incompetent men. Males out there. It's become a huge problem. So I wonder why there's a, a major issue amongst why women can't find a good guy because there are guys that aren't really amounting to much they don't care and the crazy thing about not caring if you could still survive that and live to tell the story then you you really <laughs> you you're fine that's so you thought if it sounds like i'm very aggressive i'm not going to be mean to the ladies because ladies you guys are amazing if you hear about International Women's Day or women's empowerment, I'm all about that because it's women coming together to lift each other up. But where in the hell are the men at? Where's the men's empowerment? What happened? Video games, Pornhub.com because they think they can't score a woman. Anything else? Uh, junk food, laziness, uh, more video games. Just really maybe become an alcoholic. I don't know. There's a lot of different things that that men are encountering as a problem. And the crazy, the cool thing, the, the great thing that I'm so glad that is a weight off my shoulders is I thought I had to hold people accountable. I hold nobody accountable because I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just giving you a perspective of what I saw, 
what I'm learning. And really what's helped me out in understanding how I should stand as a man and that I don't get thrown into sucker traps where I'm not, uh, I'm not becoming who I am. So one thing to keep in mind, I took some notes and I have to look to my notes, but um, the, the one thing I want to make sure is that uh, there's, there's been, there was a question that I, I heard is that why are girls keeping their relationships secret and keeping you inside of a treasure chest? It, it's perhaps what they call, uh, what is it? Uh, abundance and scarcity mindset. But again, for the woman, I, I feel for them. I feel for the pain because if if that person goes, then what, what's what's left? What are the chances that they find a good man? Because for for a woman that I'm learning, and these are women I've I've talked to and, and polled and interviewed, that uh, ones that were younger that that still have the beauty, the sexiness, and all the things that they can attract the uh, the older man who might be looking for that uh, physical thing. But then as the women get older, they, of course they mature faster, but it gets to the point where they need to find a good man. And it's the cry that we hear all the time. But then the thing is, the men, we actually don't start maturing until later. And so women are typically at their best from their early 20s to about their late 20s. It's a short window. But what about us guys? Us guys tend to mature and hit our stride in our mid-30s, well into the 60s. So I can sense the pressure that women face. That's why I have a lot of um, compassion for that and a lot of empathy towards that because I, I'm not a woman and I don't know what you, what you go through because there's so much pressure there. So the, the thing that I, I want to leave this to is that a, a man needs to work on two things because I know that there are, are probably men that won't choose to listen to this or will listen to it and say, oh, shoot, this is exposing me for uh, what I am. You, you probably hear this in, in the relationships where maybe it's like interviews where the where the woman's like, uh, I'm tired of this guy. He's doing nothing with himself because what happens is a man is doing two things. You're not pursuing the woman. Absolutely not. You don't, you don't, you don't chase women. You absolutely do not do that. Why in the world would you do that? Because in the end, the woman picks her man. That's why her hypergamy is, is pretty big in, uh, in this country because they are waiting at the finish line to find the best man that crosses through and they want to pick them. Now it's up to the guy if he wants to, uh, take, take her in. And so, they chase after purpose and excellence, not becoming themselves, but becoming a better version of themselves. Women will take the man in if, if he's good enough. And then if he's not improving, if he's not working on something, then she's going to, there's chances that she's either going to suffer if she doesn't see uh, through an abundance mindset that there are other guys out there and she won't leave. There's a, there's a lot of uh, guilt tripping that can happen. It could be on a spiritual, religious, law-based, uh, societal thing. But again, that, that you shouldn't look at those things. 
so when you're when you're not working on those things, you, a lot of things will start happening in the wrong direction because you don't have a sense of purpose. You don't have that sense of confidence because you're working on yourself to be a better version of yourself. Uh, testosterone levels have something to do with that. When your testosterone levels drop, that's when stuff hits the fan and guys become what they consider beta males. So we have the blue pill, which would be the beta males, and the red pill, which are the alpha males. Now, keep in mind, alpha males aren't your, your typical assholes. They're not the ones that um, would, would sleep with a bunch of girls and try to run away. I'm talking about the reference of the movie, The Matrix. You take the blue pill, everything is deceptively fine. There's nothing wrong, nothing changes. You live the rest of your life, no problem. Capiche? But then you have the red pill. It is going down the rabbit hole to finding your own truth. That's what us men need to work on. Purpose, excellence, and to find our own truth. Because when you take that road, you might do this alone. And that's why if you're single, that's probably the most prosperous time. Because it is the opportunity for, especially I'm speaking on behalf of men, this is the best time for a man to get his stuff together, to grow up, actually wake up, grow up, and, and to start living with a purpose. If you don't have a purpose, and going back to making friends with, with girls, the reason why I don't have female friends is because I don't have a lot in common with them. A lot of the, the females I talk to don't like hunting. They don't like the cars. They don't like the skateboarding. There, there's a lot of things that they don't like. So what else do I have in common with them? And they don't expect me to share my emotion. Well, they do. But if I do it over too much, I mean, I didn't come in there to do that. I think for us guys, we need to get together as men and, and not just lock arms, but we need to actually... It's like the lion's den. It's like get together as the men and have like the, the boys club or the men's club. We, we need that. That's something we don't have. And what the pandemic did, it, it really separated us from that. But it wasn't that way because of the pandemic. It's been that way all along. A lot of them run solo. They're the lone wolf. But what happens when you have issues, problems? You go talk to your, your, your spouse or your girlfriend or a female friend to expect them to solve your problems for you. So I even made this note and I learned this earlier that um, I personally don't expect a woman that comes into my life to solve my own problems for me or to constantly complain, constantly nag. I need to, as a man, because of purpose and excellence, with excellence, it's becoming a firefighter, putting out the fires. Saying, I got this, honey. I got this. Because the woman wants to feel the sense of security, comfort. And if she can't get it from her man, then she's going to have to find another man. Or she's going to have to realize that what ends up happening, it, it, you don't want this to happen, guys, is that if you don't man up and you don't become the problem solver of your family, you don't become that solid rock and you crumble into sand, then the woman, if she decides to stay with you, she becomes the man. That's not a sound there that <laughs> came from the phone. That's, that's, yeah, that, if that doesn't challenge you enough. Um, because the woman doesn't see you as a child. If she does, then she becomes the alpha. She becomes the leader. 
she becomes your mom. And to get out of that situation, it's pretty dire. So uh, let's see, confidence is the thing that they need. And um, oh, another thing. So when I got into relationships, the, the one mistake that I made is that I worked on myself enough. I was pursuing excellence, kicking butt in another business, just building businesses. Yeah, you don't have to build a business, but doing different things, starting projects and just going hunting, just doing things that help me become mentally sharp and all these things. But then when I got into a relationship, I somehow took the blue pill because the red pill is going down the rabbit hole, finding a way to learn about your own truth. And I threw up the red pill and I said, where's that blue pill at? Let me go grab that. Because what I started doing, and this is dangerous, is that I let the running car run on autopilot. Cars don't ride on, the, on their own very well. We don't have those self-driving cars. So if you're, what I was doing was expecting the relationship to grow and progress on autopilot. It's one of the worst things you could do. You will, you will not only regress in the relationship, that girl's gone. She probably has another, another guy lined up and you just didn't cut it chief. So that's the, that's the thing I'm learning about. Um, there was a topic earlier in another uh, platform that talked about romance that uh, I learned it from a, a psychologist and I, I love meeting people. And I was just told this is a continual process. There is not a point where if you, if you want to stay on top of your game as the best, better version of yourself, you have to constantly work at it. You can't just arrive and then just sit there and just enjoy the perks. You won't be progressing very far. So just make sure that you are continuously working on yourself. There's got to be ways to stretch you. The pandemic didn't do... It wasn't the pandemic's fault that we have a lot of simpy beta type males where it's okay to have those traits if you if you want to dive into the emotions and and be and treat your your wife as the psych, psychiatrist and you have all these problems to deal with um yeah <laughs> so the way that i'm picturing things is that uh for for a man and this is uh, something that I've learned is that instead of me trying to pursue women, to chase after women, it's okay for me to invite. There's a difference between chasing to grab and inviting. Your Guys, your numbers would be a little off because you don't have as many girls that you're with, but you sure as heck will find and, and run across one that picks you. <laughs> um, I, I know there's uh, there's even guys that um, uh, I've seen that go to clubhouse rooms uh, where it's all women. And it's a woman-based type topic. It's okay to have some masculine energy in, uh, in a most predominant woman room. 
But no, I'm talking about the guys that are in there that say, well, it's the longevity game. The longer that I'm in there in the room, there's going to be a girl that will, you know, um, possibly um, misjudge and, and give the guy a chance. Okay, so one, you're you're not shooting towards excellence. You're being lazy. You're being fat with your your mindset because you think just being in a room full of women uh, gets you access to the women or to a to a good girl. Heck, no, that's not even close. And it strays you away from your purpose. I will make one really uh, short reference. If you um, have read any kind of uh, religious-based books or spiritual or faith-based books, you know the story of Adam and Eve. And this is where I'm getting to the point of this is the way I want to see it. So the thing about alphas, we're not assholes. We're not supposed to be. We're supposed to be like we're kind. We care. We want to care for the people. But we're not enabling you. We're not trying to save you. That's what I dealt with is that I thought I had to do everything for the woman. I stepped in, I butted in. When a woman spoke of her problems, I had to solve her problems. <laughs> that doesn't work. Honey Bunchkins, Brent, <laughs> or Bobby. <laughs> no, Brent's a good guy. Bobby's a good guy. Uh, but any of the guys, you, you're not supposed to step in to, to do these things. Now, if a woman asks for help, then you help her. That's where you can take care of her. You can be there for her. Oh, man. I'm just having too much fun. Um, let's see. Yeah, what? Oh, here's another one. Gosh, this is good. This applies to both, both genders. Is that you can talk so much, so much game. But notice that people tend to pay attention to a person's actions more than their words. And so, guys, keep in mind when you are interacting or you're you're looking to court somebody, pay attention to their actions. Again, this is all part of excellence. This is all part of purpose, but mostly part of excellence <laughs> where you're working on yourself. Because the more you can work on yourself and you can center yourself and you can clear the mechanism, all the mess, not to fall in the trap of social media of the explore page where when you, when you're a guy and you sign up for Instagram for the first time, I had to start a second account and my explore page was filled with women and I did absolutely nothing to that account. I had zero followers, zero action, zero, nothing. That was a second account, but they, they knew the folks on Inst in Instagram and even work for social media companies. They knew that they wanted to tempt me there. Um, so shooting for excellence, shooting on becoming better, where, where do you get that from? We have a lack of examples. There's not enough examples of actual men. Not alpha, beta. It's just an actual men. Uh, actual men who are living with a purpose. Who are becoming a better version of themselves. Again, uh, I grew up in a single parent home. This is where it gets really tricky. Because uh, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of guys that grow up with uh with the female presence but it could be a feminine female meaning female energy it was uh estrogen rich and so a guy can get confused especially if that woman is uh picking different men as a hypergamous um uh, confused human being then he sees a, a he doesn't see an example his his mindset becomes toxic an understanding about women and about himself so that's why it's important, and I repeat this, that for a man, if you want to strive for the excellence, strive to be better, 
and it applies to anything really with business or with uh, if you want to become healthy and in shape, you want to be around the people that portray that example. They're not perfect, but you want to be around them because there's something about this energy, this feeling that when you're around certain people, when you're in certain rooms, you're in certain settings, you feel different because you can only go at it alone only a few times. And so one thing I'm understanding for if a, if a woman's choosing a man that she wants to be with, and let's just say it is the finish line idea, this whole hypergamous cross the finish line and uh, the winner, um, the, the winning person is, is, is with the woman. I'm learning this very much for a guy that, uh, especially one who is shooting for the excellence, who has a purpose, is that I didn't complete the story about Adam. So before Eve was even in existence, it started with God and Adam. I think we all know the story, but um, Adam was provided a purpose. He existed first, after God, of course. So you want, but he wanted to fruitfully multiply and you know create a human race, and then things got a little downhill. But um, but here we are. So take a take a piece of uh, Adam's rib and comes Eve, because God had said that he wanted he didn't need Adam did not need a helpmate, but he wanted to create a helpmate. It's like all part of this big creation. It was just cool, and so. Adam started with a purpose. He was working his purpose. <clears throat> then Eve comes along. And, well, there were no other humans on Earth. So that was the by default choice. But if you're looking at billions and billions of people on this Earth, when a woman decides that she wants to be with you, the man has a choice. He either creates this spear, meaning this, this environment that she would would run in this life together with this man or if this woman is the alpha type because there are alpha and beta women as well if the woman comes in to the man's life and she's like uh oh there's an alarm going off in my head he's an alpha uh oh he likes to take you know he's he's in control and wait a minute but i'm an alpha woman i i and it's like a short circuit then what where the struggle comes in is that if you think of it the the woman has a sphere that she wants him to live in. The guy doesn't, at some point, he's not going to like that because that means he's going to have to submit. I have not seen too many successful relationships where two alphas or two betas uh, could get together. That's why if you ever hear the term compliment, C-O-M-P-L-E-M-E-N-T, they complement each other. That means they have their opposites, but they fill in the gaps. But then you also have, okay, they, they both have to be somewhat whole. That definitely shrinks your, your field of people because uh, there's not a lot of whole people. There's a lot of really, really broken people that um, use anything they can as an excuse. Their career, for the most part, uh, video games, whatever that is. And so there, there's a choice that happens. And I, I remember being with one alpha female she only had physical attraction towards me but then i had to make the choice to stop i said look you have a choice you either live in my sphere but if you if you choose to want to be your wild crazy ways as an alpha female 
then we best shouldn't be together. There's, there's not going to be a way for us to work it out because your, na your nature is going to come out and then you're going to get frustrated. Then you're going to want to find another person who isn't an alpha, who wants to just submit and will be the yes man. Yes, yes, honey. Uh-huh, you're right, honey. You're not, you're not wrong. You're, you're absolutely right. You're not wrong. There's no argument. But I think uh, a guy that lives with a purpose and that is, um, in, take this with a grain of salt, is that because of certain dynamics, and I think from what I'm seeing, is that sometimes it's up to the guy to not teach a woman how to be a woman. That's not going to ever happen because we can't ever be women. We're not, we're not women. But I believe that the, the man can teach with this example how a relationship could work. As long as the man is pursuing a purpose, but he's becoming a man of excellence, a, a man who can stabilize himself, a man who can better himself, be a better version of himself. It, it's, it's starting to really, it feels like the field got a little bit easier. And, and I hate saying that because you have a lot of men that decide to drop off. I mentioned earlier, the obesity rate's insane. The uh, the quit rate is rising up where men aren't really caring. I go to a Home Depot earlier to pick up some uh, hardware supplies and I'm in there and I see two guys that work at Home Depot. It's obvious they have the orange apron. I actually have one in, uh, behind the camera here. Um, that, that started racing flatbed carts in a store full of customers. I'm like, what the heck? Do they even like being here? I bet if I pulled them off to the side and asked them, like, do you like being here? I'm probably like, no, I'm probably going to quit the job this week. I want, I want to be, I want to be big. I want to be like, uh, Dr. Dre. And I want to be like LeBron James. I want to be like Justin Bieber, you know, all the money. And I want to have all the girls. So you sure you're going to be able to get to that point if you don't even care about working on becoming better, obtaining some skills, whatever it is, that it's, it's become a huge thing. Uh, let's see. I believe I've gone through a majority of it, man. I'm, I'm appreciative that you guys have tuned in. This is uh, definitely getting my crow very, very good, but it's, it's something that we need to pay attention to. We, we have to take care of this. And um, a thing that I want to also keep in mind is please... Please, please, please do not use your career or anything that provides some kind of uh, outer protection externally if you don't work internally. Everything you do. Because shouldn't you be happy by yourself? Not alone, not lonely, but shouldn't you be happy with yourself, by yourself? Before you even entertain the thought of having anybody in your life. And so to, to both men and ladies, please do not say that I'm going to work on my career. I'm going to be, uh, I'm, I'm not going to work on myself and I'm going to work on my career and my career. Again, if you heard this before, men are not really attracted, most importantly, to your career. They're not mostly attracted to the home that you bought on your own or the puppy that you have or the fact that you have nice Christian Louboutins. I know what those are. They have the red bottoms for some of them, the sparkly brew and all that stuff. 
but it seemed like on the guys that's that's what it is and uh i also heard this um this it was not a joke it was actually pretty serious chris rock said that unconditional love the thing about a a dog a child and a woman they receive unconditional love with no issues and with empowerment and with with being there for the woman it, it's it seems so much easier it doesn't seem simple but it's pretty easy compared to guys and he completed he said guys receive love under the condition that they have to do something so i can i can say my heart's out for for us men because we go through so much and but we were told it's not encouraged to come together as one as a unit uh like like the military or you should just join the military then you might actually grow up well that doesn't i mean i wouldn't want to you know, tell you to join the military to uh, make those changes. But but if you're not coming together, then the same brain that creates the same pro the, the problems is not the same brain that's going to solve the problems. So you got to get to the point where you can think on your own, but then you have other men in your life that can empower and instill. We don't have that because we were just these hunters. Back in the day, back and back and back in the day, where we were the ones that would hunt, we would provide. But then as as trauma and all the stress starts building up, where's your pressure relief uh, release valve? You sure as heck better not take it in uh, out on your wife, your girlfriend, or even the dog. The dog can't even talk to you. Don't even take it out on other people. But you, you have to band together. Where the testosterone is in the same room. It's, it's, there's something to it. Again, I don't have the exact science. I don't know exactly what, uh, what we're doing with all this, but, uh, let's see. I believe we are pretty good here. I, I got to the point where we discussed a lot of the issues that men face. And remember, there, there's a choice that you men have to make. And, the thing that I'm so glad, again, I, I'm repeating about accountability. If, if you cannot force a woman to be accountable, you just look at her actions. You can't really judge her based on her words. Because if you sit a woman down to force her to be accountable and to admit that she did some wrong to end a relationship or to mess something up, 99% of them will not admit. I don't know what it is about it. It might be too traumatic. Or it's a pride thing. I don't know. So thank goodness we guys don't have to hold even our women accountable. We hold ourselves accountable. Because a woman loves an example. They love seeing... Because they're observing creatures. Although they may not, you know, see like a sexy nose and sexy uh, cheekbones as a as, as reason why. But they are looking. And to constantly stay in your game. To improve on yourself. To become a better man. Um, you, you can, it's, and you can do some research about this, but, um, I had a conversation with a, uh, a brother of mine who he's, um, he's from the Eastern culture and the Eastern culture would be like Africa and Asia and, uh, and even, uh, Russia, Russia, Ukraine, uh, Europe. And it seemed like the Western culture is us, the United States. I think Canada could be considered Western culture. There's a huge contrast between the two on how they portray relationships. And it seems like more of the Eastern ways would be the woman would be looking for the man. 
and would be attractive enough and be presentable enough. But there's not really a career that's attached to that. In that you used to see that uh, those uh, those advertisements where they would bring the foreign women over to the United States uh, to marry a, a man to get citizenship. But then it was all about being with a man who had money and had status and all these things. But then what we come to the Western culture. How is dating looking today? Man, for you to wait and for me to wait as a guy, I don't plan to wait for a woman to work on herself because that takes me away from my purpose. That doesn't mean I dislike you. I don't hate you for that. Again, if you have to work on yourself, if you have things that you have to go through, then you have to go through it. But I still have my purpose. I still have myself I got to work on. Again, two whole complete people coming together. Not two people that are sad or I'm not treating my woman as uh, a, not a syringe, but uh, an injection of happiness. She, she is not responsible to inject happiness into me. I'm supposed to already be happy or somehow find a way to be happy. But then she's like the supplement, like an energy boost to the happiness where you go together. We're not seeing that in the Western culture, in our country here in the United States. Hypergamy is rampant. It, it's about this, this selection, natural selection of who's the best, who's the strongest, who's the richest, and then off to somebody else. You probably might not notice as much of those advertisements for foreign women to come to the United States. And I'll, uh, I'll pretty much wrap with this. There, there's, um, there's an interview, I think it was like a Q&A. Q&A was on TikTok, but it was actually, I got to get the guy's name and I'll have to post it at some point, that there was a college student. She was, um, she was a young student, asked, um, can you tell me if the United States is still one of the best places to live in the world? And he said, what? And he, he took offense to this. He's an American guy. He says, America? Who would want to live here? You, you, you asked me if, if I should live here. And this kind of ties into uh, the crisis we're facing. Is that we rank at the bottom of literacy, education. Uh, we, but we rank highest. Ooh, yeah, we, we are in the top five, I believe, in debt, violence, and divorce. How crazy is that? And he said, and you say this is the best place to live on earth? And that was the end of the clip. And I'm like, man, we are in a lot of trouble. So I wanted to launch this episode to do an introduction to what we're facing today. And that I'm not the only one that can solve this problem. Back to the beginning. I'm not here also to hug the the world and to help solve their problems that's not a man's job because it's too big of a job why don't we solve the war we have within ourselves purpose excellence if that's the only two things you're going to remember you don't turn into a, a a raging butthole you're not you're not like too good for people you never should be above or below people we're equal as human beings but then when you're shooting for purpose and excellence, that those are two major separation points that can make you desirable. But then if for, for the ladies, they listen to this and says, well, I can strive for purpose and in, in, uh, in excellence. You might not need a man. <laughs> There's probably no point of that. You can marry yourself. And that happens. Uh, it's starting to become a growing population of it. It's like, oh, this is uh, this is getting interesting. 
But there will still be women out there that hope. And th this is where I, I want to put this PSA, public service announcement out there. As ladies, there is some kind of hope. It may not be as widely available that you find really good men out there. But if if I could create a dent in, in my purpose of helping men work towards excellence, to work towards a purpose, then not only will, will men actually become men, but then the world might actually become a better place. Because what does laziness and obesity and all these things do to our country? It, it makes, look, you, you can look at the stats. You can look at how much worse our country is. And it's because we don't have any good leaders. We have very few and they're getting old and they're, they're, they're having to try to pass on a legacy. And we're having a crisis with that because I, I don't want to go to work. I don't, I don't, for you to gain X, to become a man of excellence, work out for God's sakes, take a cold shower. I did that before I even got on here. Get into a mindfulness practice. Eat better. McDonald's is McHell no. <laughs> Start reading into, into improving your spiritual life. I believe if you can work on areas to improve your health, get blood work done so you can see where your deficiencies are, your testosterone levels can rise. Your, your heart rate could regulate. You can become a, you don't have to be an IFBB I think it's what it is. The professional bodybuilders. You don't have to be that chiseled. But you have to be somebody that actually can train in resistance. They can get stronger. So, oh my goodness. But the one thing I, I, I do want to add, and oh man, I can go on forever with this, is that um, I told somebody this, that think of the guy as, as uh, or the man as the one that holds the world on his shoulders, holds all of the problems on his shoulders. And it's like Atlas holding the world on his shoulders. I think that's why women love backs, men's back, not butt, but back. Uh, it's the most, uh, probably the, one of the more attractive pieces because it's that, you know, 1.6 to 1 and it's a nice little V-tapered type of look. Um, but what does the man want? All the man wants is the woman to hold him up. He doesn't need her to hold the world. He doesn't need her to deal with his problems. He just needs her to hold him up. Because he is fulfilling his obligation as a man who's becoming better for himself. He's, he's decided to better his career so he can get a better position. He, he can start a business. He's doing something for himself. He's, he's not becoming a lazy boy. He's becoming a man. Because he could be responsible. So in the end, and I'll wrap, the woman can feel the sense of security because he's a stable man. He's not perfect, but he's a stable man and can hold up things. He can hold up to the world. And all she has to do is just hold him upright. So I uh, thank you guys for this. This is uh, going to be a, a, probably an ongoing conversation. We'll probably will dissect this a lot more. And um, it is going to be cause for debate because it will probably uh, evoke some emotion with, uh, with mostly the men. 
And uh, if I got something wrong with the women, then, you know, you can correct me. That's no problem. But we can talk this over because uh, I, I talk about this, but I don't I don't talk about this very much. But it's becoming a huge problem now. So I want to make sure I, I talk about this a little bit more. So I love you guys. Peace out. Don't forget to subscribe. And it's going to be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. And remember to follow me. Instagram, JK, the JK Effect. Then you can go to jkthebrand.com or beacons.ai uh, forward slash jkthebrand. We'll have all the links. And I uh, can't wait for the feedback from this episode. So I love you guys. Peace out. And we'll talk to you later. Thank you.